one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Welcome back, prospectors, to another episode of The Howling Salt Mine podcast. This is the podcast where we are delving into those salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering subreddits. We're looking for the saltiest veins, those saltiest posts that we can bring up, talk about, and maybe share a little bit of wisdom with you, the listener. As always, I am your host, Sam, and I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. Yo. Hello. Yo, <laughs> I like had a different thing in my mind I was going to do. And, and then I like forgot and you said it and I was like, fuck, what do I say? Hello. I was like, are they going to, are they going to answer in a different order because of oh, the no. commentary I had last episode? That'll be too confusing for the users now. Like, like I can immediately understand. tell from Mike's cheeky smile that it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Love that. Love that. Well, um, we hope you guys loved our mailbag episode. That was a ton of fun. Dan, if you didn't, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. Got to come in high, you know. Starting yeah. out with a lot of edits on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it all stays. This, this oh, is one that God. just because we have so little time to record it, everything stays. <laughs> so we could hit at least 55 minutes. I do love that. Has anybody had any salt in their life since the last since last we met? Ooh, I'm trying to think of last time we played. Did we have any like really intense salt go down? I feel like I got salty again. I feel like I've been on a real tear of salt recently. <laughs> yeah, Mike is is that a cry for help? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's that I haven't uh I have no idea. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my god. Oh man. You now now that. I have to look it up. I'm gonna waste time, but I need to check. I'm so curious. Did we have any salt? I just keep building new decks and then getting steamrolled with them. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what Which it was. Which is not helping. You had detuned your Halden and Paco CDH yeah. deck to be like high power casual, and I was like. I can play high power casual. <laughs> just, uh, oh my god! I was about to say, and then I just wrecked face, which I did. But <laughs> now I remember what the salt was. Holy shit! Should we take like a quick little aside and talk about this? This Hell was yeah. Tony's misplay. Oh, oh my, my god! Whatever. God. Yes, <laughs> let's get everyone. into it. Let's Fuck get into everyone. it. <laughs> yep. People need to know this needs to be public. <laughs> People should know that I stand by what I did. That's the part people need to know. Everyone could be mad at me. Whatever. <laughs> Prospectors are going to come in hot and they're going to be like, you don't know what you're doing. Whatever. I'm fine with it. So to set the scene, I'm playing Gave. Can we, can we just jump right to the question for the listeners, which is you have two options. One in which you leave your <laughs> opponent with an infinite combo and one in which you do not. Which of those options is better? (laughs) (laughs) It's not that simple. Do you A, give your opponent an infinite combo, or B, don't give them an infinite combo? (laughs) (laughs) Fans, they're making this seem really one-sided. That's all I'm going to say. Send us your thoughts. I I think Tony made the right decision. I think leaving me with the infinite combo was a great move. Uh Um, I just Mm -hmm. loved playing my skull clamp after that. And just drawing my deck and comboing off on turn five, it fucking felt great. Whatever. Frankly, Boo. I think I'm just a really good player. I don't even think it was on Tony, actually. Um, really, I kind of played some great mind games, maybe. Fans, I had ways around it in my hand. I he had there was all right. Let's set the scene. Let's also. set the scene. So, so I'm that's playing, their side. I'm playing Gave, Guru of the Spores, right? I'm playing Gave. I have out what do I have out? I have out Ashnod's altar. I have Gave, I have Chatterfang, and I also have a Corpse Knight. 
So, so Chatterfang is on the stack. Chatterfang is on the stack. So basically, once Chatterfang hits, I will be able to start a cascade of creating tokens, sacking them to Astronaut's Altar, and using the Corpse Knight, pinging the board down and winning. So Tony has the decision to either destroy my Corpse Knight, which is sort of the outlet here, or to destroy Gave, which is kind of the engine. If he destroyed Gave, I would have a Corpse Knight and Chatterfang, and I wouldn't really do much else. If he destroyed the Corpse Knight, I wouldn't have that outlet necessarily, but I would have infinite mana and infinite tokens. But the, the other thing for me is I was playing a deck that I was playing Willow Dusk and I needed to drain my own life because I had a tutor in my hand. I had a lot of things going on and I had in my hand a way to make a creature that I had unblockable that had infect. So I was like, it doesn't really matter to me if Sam gets a whole bunch of one ones and he had two cards in his hand, two cards, two beautiful cards. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is so bad. Mike is like <laughs> writhing over there. And one of those cards in my hand was Skull Clamp, baby. It, and it was infinite colorless <laughs> well, that, mana too, is important. That's the thing. Like there were not an infinite number of things that could have popped you off there. Well, except for all of the tokens, the infinite yeah, number of tokens. <laughs> he couldn't swing them at us. He couldn't play anything. And he had two cards in his hand. Like, yes, he had Skull Clamp. Yes, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> However, maybe y'all just gotta run more removal if, if you do if you can't trust me to do it right. <laughs> well, the worst part was I had removal the turn before, sorcery speed removal. I commented on it. I was like, anyone think anything's a threat? Oh, yeah. People we, were all we like said Sam, and you were like <laughs> <laughs> that okay, is very I'm just fair. gonna not do anything. We would hundred percent said Sam. People we're like, nah. I did <laughs> politic my way a little bit out of that. <laughs> I was like, just play your game, Mike. It's fine. We're all strong. So for the <laughs> listeners, I still am. I'm not upset with Tony for the decision that he made. We all we all make decisions. Nick was Stakes, very upset. <laughs> the part that I'm upset with is Tony still thinking it was the right decision to leave <laughs> Sam with an infinite combo. That's the part I'm mad about. I don't care that he did it at the time. I care that he still thinks that's right. So please, please track Tony down on socials and send him direct messages. Oh I don't even want it to go to Howling Salt Mine. Oh, I want it right at the no, we have to, we can't actually dox Tony. That's right into Tony's inbox. Okay. <laughs> uh, and this was a double saltiest baby because Mike and Nick both scolded Tony. Not even like we're angry with him, like scolded him like a, like a child who made a mistake uh, for like a good 15 minutes. <laughs> Sam put Nick down as saltiest baby and I insisted that I be added. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It was so good. It was like the perfect yeah. win, guys. I'd I had like forgotten it. that it even happened. And here we are just reliving that magical I knew something moment. something happened. I knew <laughs> there was something. I just couldn't remember it. I was like, I feel like something pivotal happened last time we played. <laughs> oh. For that, though, real quick, uh, should we define salt? Like, what is salt? I don't even know what salt is. <laughs> we just defined it pretty well. <laughs> salt is frankly. when your opponent leaves your other opponent with an infinite combo. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> salt is when salt is when an opponent can stop someone from winning and actively chooses not to. You did not have a win on the board. You just went out a bit a bunch of wom ones. I did have then, a win on the board. And, and then it hand. became it became more when you played a fucking skull clamp. <laughs> oh man. It, there was a moment though playing that skull clamp where just like the light left mike and nick's eyes <laughs> i couldn't even see them because we're over webcam but i just knew i could I mean, feel mine as well like i, I could knew feel that a disturbance we were then yeah like... that's that's true too it was just <laughs> you we knew you were fucked then tony yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you guys were like he can't possibly win unless he has something that costs colorless mana in his hand and i was like like the skull clamp <laughs> Ooh. You hadn't even oh, drawn a bunch of that game. It's not like you like it was so good. It was like natural. You had drawn it was turn five, so you drew five cards. I started with the skull clamp in my hand. Like I don't think you did anything that caused you to draw more cards. Well, he played a skull clamp. <laughs> yeah, he played again after the fact. I'm saying it wasn't the most insane ever. I think it was amazing. It was just great because we were 
we were sitting there hypothetically I, <laughs> you were like okay i go through with it i removed the corpse night and we we're like that's so dumb like we were hypothetically <laughs> going through all the reasons that that's worse no one said skull clamp no one no was no like, one said skull clamp but we were like oh if, but if you know infinite creatures that, and infinite mana is more. definitely better than no infinite creatures <laughs> and no infinite mana and then you were like well, uh, well he doesn't have anything and then he was like skull clamp <laughs> oh man it's giving me such joy. It's like I'm winning all over again. <laughs> <laughs> like the, my face hurts from smiling. <laughs> uh, uh, so that is what salt is. And that's a little taste of, of our recent salt. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's good. a reminder that you're never going to have an unsalty pod. You just got to live it and love it a little <laughs> bit, you know, laugh it too while you're at it. Yeah. Live, live laugh, love. and love your salt. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we need one of those signs, like live, laugh, salt. Just like <laughs> that would be amazing. Coming to future merch, like yeah. w- a painted slat of wood to put in your house. <laughs> Honestly, that probably exists, but it's some like living by the ocean thing. Like I grew up yeah. in a beach town, and I can't tell you how many things just say like salt life, salty this, ooh, the salty blah 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 blah. And now that I do this podcast, whenever I see that, I'm like, is people getting salty? <laughs> you're like, you talking yeah. About? But then you're like, oh, that's not the kind of salt we'd be talking. Yeah, here. it's not it. Well, should we get into it, guys? Yes. Let's do it. So this post comes to us from the EDH subreddit from user deadgan63. If you guys see user deadgan63, give him a little upvote. You know the drill. Spread that. Good goodwill and this post is titled turmoil in my playgroup <gasps> and the post goes hello everybody my friend group and i have been playing magic since 2016 or so we played modern for the first handful of years but switched to edh probably two years ago obviously throughout the years people in my playgroup have all had cards that have made them salty or angry or had the cards they didn't like playing against however recently One friend of mine has basically been ruining magic nights. When we're not playing magic or just talking about it, he agrees that decks need win cons, removal, board wipes, and counter spells. However, when we play, all that goes out the window. He's perfectly happy to infinite combo to win, and he runs interaction with other people's boards and cards. However, if we interact with him or stop his stuff, he gets so salty and bent out of shape. He starts making those comments, that just make the room quiet. It sours the night. It's to the point where three separate people, me included, don't want to play with him anymore. I just am at a loss on how to remedy this situation, considering he's level-headed when there aren't cards on the table. It just seems like he's a different person when we're playing magic and it's overall not fun. Any advice would be fantastic. Thank you. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's a, a doozy. One. Especially that's when they, it, it feels like, oh, they get it when you're not playing, but then in the moment, it's always a problem. Yeah. I feel like the conversations at the end of the game matter a lot in this kind of a scenario because we definitely have moments where there's like turmoil and like do we like even (laughs) even this like what we just talked about right like i wasn't feeling particularly good about it in the moment or anything right (laughs) that i'm getting like yelled at by my friends (laughs) like doesn't make it better but then like at sort of the end of all that we do just like yo it's fine like nick was like it's not fine but like (laughs) otherwise we were like it's fine and like we 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 always manage to like laugh about it still at the end, like yeah. when we have these like bad moments because it's getting like we're playing a game, we're here for fun, like that's the the point, right? But making sure to have those conversations at the end and touch on the things that are feeling like not good, I think is important just to air it out. If you let it like fester, then it becomes such a bigger problem. Yeah, and I think kind of on that note too is you can you can try to engage with it right in the moment. It really depends on the people and how you go about it really but if someone complains about removal or a counterspell or something targeting their stuff you can always kind of call them on that a little bit like oh yeah well it's payback for when you hit whatever i cast on this thing or uh oh you don't run this you should probably like oh you don't (laughs) run the swords to plowshares that i just hit you with like you should run swords to plowshares or 
you know, you can you can call people on it a little bit, you know, in a in a friendly way, try and make them realize that their complaint is a little a little ridiculous that they're going to get interacted with. They're going to have their stuff removed. I don't know. That's just one technique of trying to mitigate some of the feels bad in the moment is kind of call them on that complaint being a little absurd. Yeah, even just saying something like, dude, how can I not remove that piece? You're getting so much value off of it. Or, you know, really just kind of pointing out your thought process a little bit might help them see it. Yeah, that's a great point. And the good of it. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, yo, that's sick. So I can't leave it yeah. there. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> you can you can flatter it. You can totally flatter it. That's a great way of doing it. Yeah. Like, wow, that's powerful. Gotta kill <laughs> if it. If you stop playing such good cards, I wouldn't have to board wipe all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Mike's ever said that when when he's board wiped my shit. <laughs> it's because you play trash. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this the other day. And I'm just going to throw something out there. And I think it's, it has a lot to do with this. It's okay to have salt. It's not okay to have beef. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Mm, like, I taste what you're mm, saying. Like, <laughs> Get a little bit salty in the moment. Recognize where that's coming from. But don't start beef with people in your group. Don't start beef with other people at LGSs. If your salt is going beyond that game and lasting for like, or, or even going beyond that game night and lasting for like a week or more, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, something has gone off the rails. Somebody's taking something very personally and taking it more than just kind of a turn of events in a game. Because salt is fine in two weeks, but beef is going to start to smell funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Amazing. That, that, was, <laughs> that was very solid. Did I think of this while I was thinking of merchandise? Perhaps. <laughs> uh, patent pending, patent pending. Yeah. <laughs> trademark, trademark. <laughs> There's also an interesting element in this post where you might want to check in with that player if they're actually feeling that bad or that salty in those moments. Because I know I like to kind of put a big show on when something negatively impacts me during a game too. But it's not something that's actively impacting the fun time that I'm having with my friends. So there's mm. there's sometimes just like different levels of kind of complaining or like whining about stuff that people find an enjoyable part of their experience playing with each other. So people might just have a different like a mismatch on what they're expecting. You know, you might have three players that are like, whoa, this complaining means there's something wrong. Or in this one player's mind, it's like, oh, just complain a bit. That's just part of the game. Yeah, like setting that expectation, right? It's like, and and like understanding it. Are you actually upset? Or are you just like, like you said, putting on the show, being like, like, I can't do my thing. But like, yeah. really, you're like, they're like having a good time doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like playing that role in that bit. But the rest of the group is like, nah, this isn't what we like. Yeah. But like, it but- just hasn't come up. When I used to play like Halo Online, with some of my best friends growing up, we would fucking rage and scream and like kick tables and TVs and stuff, but we were having a blast, you know, like it was a ton of fun to be doing that and to, to be like all hyped up on that energy. But, you know, if somebody was coming in and was sort of like, Whoa, like what the fuck is up with these guys? These guys are flipping out right now. Like is Sam. Okay. He is screaming right now. Um, (laughs) you know, I could see, like, I I think that's a really good point, Mike. It's like this mismatch of energy potentially. It is interesting that this person is sort of recognizing does, it doesn't seem like they're recognizing their salt outside of the game, but they are acting totally different outside the game than at the table. To me, it sounds like there is a miscommunication with the group, miscommunication about expectations, like you're saying, Tony. And, you know, that's kind of, you kind of need to have like a friendship talk and not really like a table dynamics talk. You know, I think, I think you might need to consider saying like, Hey, I'm a little uncomfortable when this is going on or even just when, when it happens in the moment, maybe just being like, Whoa, man, it's not that big of a deal or something you know, if the joking side doesn't work, maybe it needs to steer into something a little bit more serious. Yeah, that that silence that this poster is calling out where there's these silent moments after some of these comments, try and find a productive way of filling that silence, either Mm. with a comment that lessens it into levity or with a comment that calls out that it's, you know, something negative happening. That's actually an acceptable time to engage with it, I think. 
yeah, that is the perfect time. You know, the, the room is quiet. People are feeling a little bit awkward. Maybe even your friend is feeling awkward or, or, you know, feeling like tilted and totally in their own head about it. Just kind of break that silence, say like, Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and have a conversation about it, especially if you're at the point where you're like, I don't even want to play with this person anymore. I mean, you really have nothing to lose to have that conversation and everything to gain by saving your friendship, saving this dynamic you have with, with a good friend where you want to play magic together. Yeah. So what do we think about the salt rating here? Where does it lie? I think it's verging on to beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone is carrying the beef, you know, over towards like the salt vats to preserve it. They're about to say, hey, this beef is going to last a long time. I'm about to salt this beef and, <laughs> and put it away for the winter, the harsh winters. <laughs> yeah. But it's making sure they don't trip on the way there so that it makes it to the, the salt that needs to get preserved. Yeah. yeah. You have to say, no, let's squash that beef right now. Yep. <laughs> Perfect time for a burger. Yeah. <laughs> let's grind that beef, man. <laughs> oh God. All right. I think we stretched that metaphor about as, <laughs> to its as far as limit. it can go. <laughs> so good. Another one. Let's do another one. All righty. This next one comes to us from. <clears throat> sorry. Oh, three sorry. for three. Third up in a row. Is that the third app? <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't burp on the Joe Johnson app. No, no, no. That was two apps ago. Oh, did I burp on the that mailbag episode? episode? Yeah. You burped on mailbag and then you burped on. Oh, gosh. I'm gross. The other one in our backlog. Don't we have another one in the backlog right now? Yeah, we do. This is the other one in the backlog. No, we, we've got another one. Yeah, we do. Well, yeah, let, let's let's take a break. Let's let's well, oh sorry. This actually isn't really a break. All right. I have another <laughs> post here. <laughs> hey, hey. This next one comes to us from. So this next one is from the EDH subreddit, and it's actually from one of our own posts on there. Uh, a few weeks ago, we asked, what is your control player out of control story? This is a story where you know a control player was just doing a little bit too much, controlling the game too much, making things unpleasant. And um, user Domination333 came to us with a really unique story. If you guys see user Domination333, Give them an upvote. You know the drill. Spread that good will. And <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> the post goes, maybe a different type of out of control, but years back, probably like eight or nine years at this point, a friend was running a Vendillion click control deck. At some point, somebody played something that was a big threat, and he played a tutor to search out force of will, looks through his library, looks through his library again, checks his hand, checks his graveyard, looks through his library again, force of will is nowhere to be found. Counts his cards? Yep, all 100 cards are present and still no force of will. Oh wait, I had removed force of will to try it in another deck and had put in another placeholder counter spell. Well, it's supposed to be in this deck, so I'm playing it anyways. Naturally, the entire rest of the table was like, whoa, hold up the fuck you are <laughs> it ain't here sir you're not playing it. he was pretty mad about it we all knew he has a copy of force of will but hey he sat down and started playing a game with a legal 100 card commander deck so he gets what he got if he had had an empty sleeve and the other deck that had the force of will in it was with him we may have let it slide as a card would be obviously missing from his deck but no one was willing to take his word on exactly which counter spell didn't belong in his deck it probably didn't help that he wasn't on the best of terms with a few people in the group as well. So that's my story on how a control player tried to play a force of will out of thin air. <laughs> For the record, I definitely knew that we posted this question uh, and didn't upvote it blindly or anything. Uh, and <laughs> I also like, I feel like I've had this happen to me where like, I've tutored for something in my deck that I took out. But it's I don't always the Snowland. Well, oh my God, that's happened so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's actually happened like three or four times when I've yes. seen the first oh, yeah, has. Don't have it. But I don't get to be like, oh, I've got one in the box over there. It's like, this is the deck I sat down with. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. And especially not like a game altering moment of like, I'm going to fetch a counter that is force of will <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then just be like, oh, yeah. Well, it's supposed to be in here, so I'm going to pick one of my cards arbitrarily yeah. and like say that that's the one that it's replacing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this doesn't seem like a super salty story, but it is one that I think most people can resonate with. I can't tell you how many times I have played a deck, tutored for something, whether it be a land or a specific creature, and then I'm like, where the fuck is it? Like, what, <laughs> why? What have I done to this deck? Because I'm just constantly tinkering. Like just the other day in that game, uh, the Gave game, I was tutoring for a land at some point and looked through it and all I could find was like basic lands. <laughs> and just the other day, <laughs> I realized that I had taken out all of my fetch lands and all of my like shock duels just to like organize my collection. And I never put them back in the fucking deck. Yeah. So the deck just had like, only basic lands and uh and i still won <laughs> <laughs> wow you're so good sam <laughs> some of the salt also comes from the fact though that like that it's not like a short amount of time for that right like yeah this this guy literally said he counted the deck like yeah and searched through it like three times <laughs> yeah we've paused the game so that he could like do all this bullshit yeah. i would be feeling real annoyed if then he was trying to pull up force of will out of nowhere <laughs> yeah it's like just find something else dude yeah, yeah. if you don't or have it, it sorry you don't have it yeah <laughs> you don't have it i've, I've done this it. and failed to find like yeah i've gone and like searched for like a goblin or something that i thought like i thought a dockside was in a deck like with a goblin tutor and then it wasn't and i was like well i don't have any other ones so yeah i failed to find <laughs> We've talked about this before too, but I feel like a lot of salt sometimes either comes from or can lead to trying to shift blame. Like, oh, it's not my fault that I didn't put this force of will in the deck. <laughs> yeah. It's you guys' fault that this swan song isn't allowed to pretend to be a force of will. <laughs> so, one of you convinced me to take my force of will out of this and proxy in something else. Yeah, especially when you're wasting resources like that kind of tutor it's just so frustrating whenever you fuck up and especially because it is your own fault, right? Like it is your fault that you made that change to your deck. You <laughs> yeah. took that force of will out and you slapped it in some other deck and didn't remove it later on. I mean, that just happens. I luckily am one of the proud members of the stick a scrap of paper in a sleeve club. Mm. So I often know <laughs> when I am missing a card and I'll be like, what the fuck is this land with like a sticky note on it? And it just says SWAT <laughs> on it. And I'm like, oh, it's a deflecting SWAT. <laughs> and honestly, I'm more cool with that than I am with like, oh, it's just supposed to be one of these cards. Like if you've got a, a like a basic land that you've scribbled some nonsense on, I'm like mostly okay with that. If I know you own the card, like I'm like, whatever. Uh, it's like fine. It's especially in like a casual setting, like, mm -hmm. you know. But don't, again, don't fucking come to me, you fucking blue players. And just be like, <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be this OP counter spell that I can just like fuck your shit up with right now. Wishboards do not exist in EDH. There is no force of will <laughs> yeah. outside the game that you can pull into the game. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So what do we think about the Saul rating here? I mean, trying to tutor your own force of will out of a different deck means you're pretty salty. You're pretty salty when you're trying to pull that off. I can't believe they had the <laughs> balls to do that. Like, who would be like... I, think it's, I don't think it's balls. It's desperation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're just like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> yeah, I think this one is... It's pretty salty. I mean, you know, obviously eight or nine years later on, this has lost its salty sting of the moment but this is like you are you know preparing dinner and you need a specific amount of salt to create your dish and you reach into the salt bowl that you have and it's just empty you forgot to get the salt there <laughs> so is you go no to the salt. sugar bowl and you're like this could be salty <laughs> <laughs> like, i can I convince myself this, this is salt it looks the same you put some <laughs> vinegar in and you're like it's kind of close 
Can you imagine? <laughs> well, I guess actually that's a pretty common thing. Like, I, I guess that goes in like yeah. a lot of dressings. You could do it in cooking, not in baking. Yeah. You cannot do sure. that in baking. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you, you, you can put finishing salt on a chocolate chip cookie. You can't drizzle like some balsamic finishing on that vinegar. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can. Maybe, Maybe you can. can. Maybe to each can. their own. Yeah. You know? The balsamic's really good. I mean, you never know. Aside, I feel like I talk about Italy a lot, but I have a really nice balsamic from Italy. Oh my God. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. It's like, like liquid dude. crack. Yeah. We got, um, not to take a side way. What the fuck is it? Not to divert into sauce talk, but um, we got a soy sauce. That is like the only soy sauce in the world that's still made in um, these like giant wooden fermenting vats. It's like this ancient Japanese technique for fermenting soy. And it takes like seven or eight years to ferment a batch. And we ordered a bottle of it. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it, it, you've, you've hyped me up. It sounds great. <laughs> it was like $40 for a bottle, but you only need like two drops. Like you're barely putting it on. And the umami blast is just insane, dude. Mm, There's a everybody. documentary about it on YouTube that we watched and we were like, we got to get it. <laughs> <laughs> everybody likes a good umami blasting everyone. Oh like man. Umami. <laughs> Look out for our spinoff episode, The Howling Umami Mine. It's coming. It's coming one day. Love that. Umami Mine. The Umami Mine. Ooh, I like that too. You guys ready for one more here? Yeah. Hell yeah. Please. Let's get into it. So this one comes to us from the EDH subreddit again. And this is from user administration any 774 good number if you guys see <laughs> user administration any 774 give them an upvote spread a little bit of that goodwill that is unless you haven't already upvoted them because this post was quite popular and the post is titled when politeness is a <laughs> oh, oh god excuse me why like <laughs> i was just about to say i was about to talk about politeness and you just sneezed I excused myself. <laughs> that, is, that is true. And he sneezed into his elbow, folks. <laughs> Still giving the users a little bit of that ASMR, though, that exactly. they probably don't want. <laughs> yeah, the very wet mouth sound. <laughs> when politeness <laughs> is a detriment, and the post goes, stop me if you've heard this one. You sit down at a pod. Player A asks, power levels? You all mutter, uh, five or six with various degrees of confidence. Player B fishes out a small plastic deck box. This is my fun deck, they say. That should line up. B's first turn up is a Savannah into Soul Ring. You all whistle, impressed. By turn two, B has their commander. Turn five, they've got full combo, and the commander is a 30-12 with trample, flying, and death touch. They have three planeswalkers. You're all excited to see this win, but B says they don't attack with their commander. That would be rude, they say, half-jokingly. The knight becomes a three-on-one battle. None of you can damage player B, but they won't attack you. As they play piece after piece, you all fall further behind. There's no point in attacking anyone else. B starts to look guilty. You guys can catch up, they say. An hour goes by. Two. More. Rounds of attempts at doing nothing have failed. Player B has 170 damage on board. Everyone's life is still at 40. Anything could happen, player C says to the very uncomfortable player B. I have board wipes. Yes, you think, scratching your beard you didn't have when you sat down. <laughs> player C will draw a board wipe soon. And by then, you'll have something to deal with the enchantment that makes all of his creatures indestructible. Player B draws. They cast a creature that makes all their enchantments indestructible. <laughs> with a look of pain, they go infinite, generating 80,000 one one unblockable goblins. Past turn, they say, agonizingly guilt-ridden. I'm sure you have an answer. Anything could happen. <laughs> I would be so mad that they didn't fucking kill someone on the yeah. like on the on turn fucking five, like an hour ago. Like, yeah. Don't play with your food. Exactly. I mean, clearly this is hyperbole, but don't play with your food. Like yeah. if you've got the win, please kill me. 
please yep. end the game. I don't care if it's turn three, four, five. I don't care how early it is. Kill me. Yeah. End the game. <laughs> Let's play again. Especially in that scenario, because they were like outclassed. Like they didn't they didn't yeah. have the tools to deal with them. So yeah. then it's just like you're playing with them for a fucking hour. So what what they meant to say is like this deck is fun for me. Yeah. Like not, not this is my everyone. fun deck. Yeah. <laughs> Where I have fun and no one else does. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The middle of the game just is not the place to power down anything. You know, you can power down your deck when you're tuning it. You can power down by choosing a different deck that you have. But the middle of the game is not the place to do that. Once you're in the game, you've got to try to kind of play to win, even when it's just a casual game. Yeah, that's a really good point, Mike. You can slow play. You can play your deck in a different way from the get-go. But there's a certain point where you pass this threshold of power where you can't really come back. like. It's obvious. It's right there on the board. Everybody can see your board. They can see the creatures you have out, the combos you have out. You can't really hide it by keeping a card in your hand and not playing it for a couple additional turns or choosing to cast your commander a couple turns later. It's there. It's clear. Everybody knows they're going to lose. So at that point, it's kind of this like pity situation, which I really don't like. And it's kind of yucky, quite frankly. Exactly. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you're like pitying me in this weird way. And like, I, I, I really don't like that. I feel like it like leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You can kill someone, whatever, just do it. And then do it for the next two turns and just win and like be done with it. Like don't play this game where you're just like leaving us there. Like if you have something on board that I can see, like, and you're just not using it, that's just like, I feel like it's like kind of insulting. Like you can hold stuff back in your hand to like make it more fun for other Mm -hmm. folks in like certain scenarios, but (laughs) it's just out there. (laughs) Yeah, it's there. I mean, obviously this post is hyperbolic and and just kind of like a funny exaggeration, but this shit does happen all the time. I've been at tables where people can kill me. They're choosing not to. And sometimes it's sort of this rationale that like, oh, well, Sam, your, your deck hasn't done its thing yet. And I want to see it do its thing. It's like, I don't want to do my thing now. <laughs> I want yeah. I want to die. <laughs> yeah. I want death. Please release me. Because <laughs> I'll do my thing. And then you'll be like, cool, now I kill you. It's like, then why did I even bother doing the thing? Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's play another game. I'll show you my thing in that game. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Mm. <laughs> if you let me win, that is. <laughs> my Alice Nornissi. Oh no. <laughs> it's morbid time. <laughs> oh God. What do you think about this, Mike? I feel like you were about to say something poignant until I said yeah. no. No, <laughs> no, I think I think I mostly said my point. The the only thing to watch out for is like there are reasons to slow play. Like you might actually be worried someone has removal and so you're avoiding attacking into open mana and stuff. So not everything that might look exactly like taking it easy is taking it easy. Mm. That's kind of the one distinction I would make. But there are definitely those times where it's pretty obvious that someone is just sandbagging. And if your power mismatch is that big, just lean into it, end the game and start the next one and pick a different deck or let other people pick different decks. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Like with a power mismatch, one of the best things you can do is end the game quickly. And basically, it, it even call it out, say like, oops, sorry, guys, this deck is too powerful. Um, I do have a win on board. I can just end it now and we can yeah. be done with it. Or even, you know, if people want to just like reshuffle and start a new game, like that's fine too. And the more quickly you end it from there, the less people will be upset too. If you break out a cdh deck that combos off turn two at least that's only turn two like that's only two turns of the game that people played without Mm -hmm. realizing that if you are set up to combo off turn two and then you let the game play out for eight more turns and then cast it people are like why did we even why didn't you just do this (laughs) just do it for sure it's it's like having this guillotine over everybody's head and you're like no no just keep playing don't even pay attention to the guillotine. Just keep playing. It's going to be no, great. They like let it drop and then grabbed it. Yeah, yeah they slapped <laughs> yeah. it right above their neck. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, no, no. You, like, you're, you're good. Hang on. Yeah. Let me just pull it back. Anything <laughs> could happen. Yeah, anything <laughs> could happen. I love that. Uh, what's the salt rating on this? This one's high. super high salt for me. 
Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't stand this stuff. Like I will say the few biggest complaints we see with salty games are power mismatch games that go for too long and turns that go for too long. And this kind of has like two of the three, a game is being stretched out way beyond the amount of time it should take. And there's a huge power mismatch there where you just kind of feel like your game actions don't matter. And that is like truly salt inducing where you're like, why am I even at the table? This person could just be playing alone. Yeah. I'm struggling for the metaphor, but for me, it's just, it's like sour. It's like a sour salt. It's like, not even like (laughs) vinegar, dude, (laughs) but I like vinegar. It's like, (laughs) maybe you don't just drink like a spoonful of it, you know? That's true. Yeah. For me, this is the salt that is directly distilled from tears. This comes from (laughs) sadness. No one wanted the game to go this way. Everyone's sad about it. It dries up and evaporates. And that's the salt that you're left with. That's good. Mike, that's the most delicious salt of all. What do you mean? Salt from your tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, well, is it is it that time of the week? Uh, I uh, think I think it might be. It's that time that we look forward to every single week. Ooh, baby, tell me about it. <laughs> it is the time of the week where we say, Mike, what's the salty card of the week? Oh boy. Well, the salty card of the, the week. The salty this week. card of the week. <laughs> I was going to say he didn't let us sing. He just started going. I was, I was just so too excited, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking ruined it. It'll never be the same. <laughs> All right. Salty card of the give week. Give me salt. Give me salt. Give me give me salt. salt. <laughs> no, no, now it'll just become like every time you start to talk about it, we'll just like start singing random we'll just songs. Keep singing over you. <laughs> just keep rudely interrupting you with songs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm re- I'm ready now though. You're good. You're good for real. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one one more song. One more song as I decide which card. <laughs> oh no. Uh no. I think the salty card of the week this week is I'm gonna say that again because I don't just think I know. <laughs> the salty card of the week this week is Grand Arbiter Augustine the Fourth. Oh, I oh, know yeah. that it's blue and I know it does something I don't like and I know I've seen it, but <laughs> give me a refresher. It's blue and it's white yeah. and it is two generic mana in additional to a blue and a white mana. Some say four in total. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start that all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it is two, a white and a blue for a legendary creature, human advisor. That says white spells you cast cost one less to cast. Blue spells you cast cost one less to cast. Spells your opponent cast cost one more to cast. And it is a two, three. So good. So good. So, yeah, is it though? <laughs> Tony? <laughs> it makes me salty mostly because of the style of builds. Like, this isn't like a casual, like, it's just gonna be that one extra you gotta pay, which is already annoying. It's like this is sitting in a fucking stack stick that's just like telling you everything costs more, all your shit comes in tapped. Like this is just like high on my level of things that I dislike about magic. Especially because like <laughs> I like it, I like the fast stuff. I like moving quick, I like doing shit. And it's amazing. One of these things totally fucks up your shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just takes one and it like really hits you hard. So it's like, I should just be better about being prepared for it, but you should be I just better, hate this frankly. style of play. <laughs> I love play so much. What about you, Sam? Does this make you salty? Uh, I fucking love this card. <laughs> I, knew it. I fucking knew it. I love Grand Arbiter Augustine so much. Um, it is just a fantastic effect. It's a cost reducer for you and a cost increaser for your opponents. It's like amazing. Oh, there's just so much shit you can do with it. Not only is it a great stacks piece that stops storm decks uh, in their tracks, it also just slows people down, slows down their tempo, increases yours. I will say I've never really played with this in a deck, 
The only time I had it in a deck was in my Timna Sakashima stacks ball deck, where the intent was that you would play grand. Well, you'd play a bunch of stacks pieces and double them with Sakashima or double your Timna with Sakashima to get double draws. But one of the cool things you could do is play your Sakashima on Grand Arbiter Augustine and get two of them. So all of your white and blue spells cost two less and all of your opponent's spells cost two more. <laughs> is amazing. Drop <laughs> your Dovescape for three mana. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's just like, it would be even... Oh, how much Maybe is Maybe just two mana. I'm pretty it? sure Dovescape is... I think, I think Dovescape is seven, and I think it's... Uh, Oh, it's three white, blue, white, blue, white, blue. Still, it would but there's just three, three pips, mana. so it's only three. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's an awesome ability. Uh, I mean, to face it, truthfully, it's not the most frustrating thing. Um, I mean, those effects can be irritating, but I also play decks that run like Thorn of Amethyst, which cause all non-creature spells to cost one additional mana for all players. So I'm, I am no stranger to running symmetrical stacks effects that are cost increasers so when i'm facing one it's not like the biggest bummer in the world and again i've said this before if you love a stacks piece you must be willing to play against it so yeah <laughs> this definitely falls in that category for me anybody yeah. who fucking like loves this but isn't willing to play against it you are trash <laughs> like i can't deal with that like i hate <laughs> i hate this style of play so so incredibly much and oh, yeah. cool man how do you feel about this mike i i feel okay about this i feel like it's actually pretty fine commanders that don't have like self, some form of self protection i generally feel pretty okay about you know no matter how intimidating a card is if it can be traded one for one at least that's kind of nice yeah it dies to doomblade guys come on yeah it dies to doomblade <laughs> <laughs> No, but I do think I think the piece of this that really scratches at uh, salt for people. We were talking about this in Discord the other day, as actually the justification of why Hull Breacher is uh, less of or is more of a problem than Dockside, and it's yeah, I get to do more is way better than you get to do less. So Grand Operator Augustine the Fourth is both. I get to do more. My stuff is cheaper to cast and you get to do less your stuff is more expensive to cast hmm. in theory it leans more towards the stuff i do is easier to do side <laughs> because you can reduce your spells by two so it's slightly on the like less mean side of a staxi piece i honestly feel like because in some situations it's focused on accelerating your own board yeah but i, I just feel like so much of it is this fact that like most decks are using it to to like hurt their <laughs> opponents <laughs> like i like if there is somebody that's just got like a blue white ramp deck with a grand arbor augustine <laughs> hell yeah let's fucking play that <laughs> like that's the only other stacks you got in there but again like i think the card itself isn't that bad like i'm never happy to see it hit a table but like I guess I'm envisioning it as like a commander in these scenarios and like mm, those decks yeah. tend to lean in that direction. I, I do think Mike has a really good point about how this plays into the play pattern of the game. Like it comes down, all of your opponents are slowed down or let's say, let's say your opponent plays it, right? They are now casting spells for so much cheaper. Anything that has both colored pips is going to be two mana cheaper. And for you, everything is more expensive it's very different than a thorn of amethyst where everybody is getting taxed at the same way. Not only is this just a tax on you, it's also a benefit to your opponent. It's really a net two mana, um, potentially a net three mana difference between the cost of casting a spell. If your opponent cast dovescape and you cast dovescape, there's a huge <laughs> difference there in what you guys are paying for dovescape. <laughs> What the fuck does Dovescape do? Am I supposed Classically to know what this play is? Dovescape. Dovescape no, that's is just a card, card I love. <laughs> I love Dovescape. I, I don't even have it in a deck because I think Tony would lose his shit, but I do love that <laughs> card. Yeah, it, it's a big chunky enchantment that says whenever a player plays a non-creature spell, counter that spell, that player puts X, 1-1, one, one, white and blue bird creature tokens with flying into play, where X is the converted mana cost of the spell. No one can cast any non-creatures for the rest of the game. You're just getting bird tokens. <laughs> and it's like a cheeky win. 
Um, it's become a, a bit of a meme where it's like, and then you win with Dovescape. But it's non-creatures, right? Non-creature. I would lose my shit. Most of my uh, decks are pretty creature-based because like the non-creature stuff is removal and I just don't run that. So it's like, fine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so Dovescape is a-okay, Mike. You can run that in your decks now. Great. Not a salty card. Great, I will. <laughs> is it blue? That sounds like a fucking blue effect. Yeah, it's it blue, Azorius. Right? It's Azorius. Birds. Trash. Very Azorius. Burbs. Yeah, blue and white birds. I mean, it's not a gruel spell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for the salt card of the week. Thanks, Mike. That was great. And thank you to our prospectors out there for listening to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys want to follow us on social media, check out our Instagram at the Howling Salt Mine. Check out our Twitter at Howling Salt Mine and check out us on Reddit at the Howling Salt Mine. Um, if you guys want to send us your salty stories or your salty confessionals to potentially get on a future mail day episode, email us at thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Reddit. Uh, that also works pretty well. Um, if you guys find any salty posts that you want to summon us into on Reddit, tag us. That actually happened again today. It was awesome. Somebody was like, Hey, (laughs) this situation really sucks. But maybe a good thing will be that you might get on an episode of The Howling Salt Mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love that. So that that's just a really fun way of, uh, of seeing some posts that maybe we might have missed and things like that. What else, guys? We're going to Magic 30. We're going to be there. Oh, my God. This episode is going to drop. By the time this episode comes out, we will be two weeks away from Magic 30. Yeah. Fucking crazy. <laughs> um, if you guys see some people with... The Howling Salt Mine logos, they're our old logo, soon to be old logo, plastered on our clothing. Uh, that is us. Come over. We'll give you a sweet <laughs> treasure token. We'll say, hey, maybe we'll play some games. We'd love to meet some fans while we're out there um, and just hang around with some of our prospectors out there. And, you know, kind of just said it in a cheeky way, but our art is changing or maybe it has already changed. Time is an illusion, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Time is an illusion. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else to plug? Anything I might have missed? No. I think that's it. I hope that that, uh, we're going to a uh, omakase while we're out there at this like dope uh, restaurant. And I hope they have that blast of umame soy sauce. Do they (laughs) have that amazing soy sauce? Fuck yes. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Soy blasted while we're out there. I think it's actually even better, even more aged. (laughs) Fucking sick. Well, thanks everybody. And stay salty. And don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the howling salt mine. The howling salt mine. Our prospectors. I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the first one was good. The first that. one was but good. I'm saying it too much. It was too much. It was too much. So he said, he said, I've been having a tough work week. The joy I got from hearing Elish Nornussi read aloud on your pod counteracted <laughs> any salt I've consumed from being a tech worker in purpose of capitalism. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was, it was really good. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Undo-pay.